So, um, I do need to ask you guys, uh, that was bad, right? How dare you? I think I'm maybe changed my life. <laughs> I don't have enough fingers for plot holes. <laughs> I don't think I was in the right headspace to watch it, but I, I think it was the worst out of the silly movies. Okay, ready? Go. That was a real song. Big yeah. It's a good song. Um yeah, so uh welcome to Horrible Friends. Uh this week we watched Maximum Overdrive. Um and starting off, my name is Kyle. Go ahead, Gabe. My name is Gabe. And I'm Mike. It's Dan. And it's me, Chris. And Gabe here is just a, it's a friend of ours. He's going to be uh, sort of taking the place for Jarvis this week. Uh, last week, we were Sans Jarvis, but uh, or Eric, I guess. And then this week, we are, um, we are plus a Gabe. Uh, so, yeah, uh, like I said, we, we did Maximum Overdrive this week. And it, I... Maximum would be uh, a life changing. <laughs> oh, okay. This movie brought me back to Jesus. Did I agree. It? Did you I, buy the I'm, book? I'm religious now. <laughs> I bought that book for nine ninety five. <laughs> now, did anybody do inflation for that? Uh, yeah. So I, I really ended up spending at least like thirteen eighty seven. Yeah. That actually might be close. I, I looked up inflation. It was like two point something percent. So that's no inflation. Inflation stacks. So it's two point seven every year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, but anyway, uh, so this week, uh, Mike, would you like to go ahead and give us the synopsis for this? This just Emmy award winning, fantastic movie. I can do my best. So this movie has a very star studded cast. It's led by Emilio Estevez, who plays a lawyer who he has a drunk driving case. <laughs> and then he sends the 500 hours of community service. He decides to coach a peewee hockey team. <laughs> led by uh, Charlie I was, Conway. I was legitimately going to ask how you figured all that out from the plot that we were watching. <laughs> Well, it's uh, not I had a, to mute myself because uh, I started laughing instantly. I, I was cracking up. Um, all right. You, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take over from here. <laughs> I'll take over from here. So I was challenged with coming up with a, with the synopsis by Chris. Uh, so I, I decided to write this one down instead of doing it off the doom. So uh, here we go. In a small town in North Carolina, one truck stop is going to have a hell of a day for eight days or five days. I don't remember. These trucks will floor mint and drive the patrons wild. From the music of ACDC comes a masterpiece written and directed by Stephen King, Amelia Estevez, Lisa Simpson, and the guy that plays the commissioner from The Wire and other actors I don't know will get gassed up and ride on the highway to hell. After a traveling Bible salesman who has sexually assaulted a woman is killed and a boy is run over by a steamroller, all hell breaks out. 
At the Dixie Boyd truck stop, all of our heroes are held prisoner by 18-wheelers. It isn't until Bubba, Dixie Boyd truck shop's owner, finds a bazooka and starts blowing up the trucks that they find the true weakness. Emilio and Brett find Bubba's gun storage after interrogating a pooping maintenance man. They have sex somewhere, and Brett somehow knows the entire plot of the movie. It's at this point that I ask myself, is she a machine too? Then they ate a cake and talked about boots. At one point, a guy tried to change ACDC in the jukebox and it blew up. Emilio and Lisa, Simps Lisa Simpson's husband go on a rescue mission to save the Bible salesman to tune uh, to the tune of For Those About to Rock while making toilet jokes. A boy whose coach was killed by a soda machine and was chased by an airplane is then found being grabbed by the den dead Bible salesman and is saved by Emilio. Thank God. Once the tractor and, and gun car come in, it blew everyone away and pushed it to the next extreme. Bubba dies when the machine gun shoots him and three other patrons along with Wanda. The car then asks the people to feed them, and Amelia makes the most awkward jokes that no one laughs. <laughs> Amelia goes, goes out to the, give the car car's cast as a way to save everyone. He successfully makes a drug deal to the cars to the tune of Hell's Bells, inviting all trucks to come, and gets and get fed in the surrounding area, which is followed by a montage of filling trucks at gas stations. As they run out of gas and the montage ends, the trucks become irritated. Emilio is tired of, uh, from being a slave to the truck overlords and comes up with a plan to escape through the sewers. He spins the gun truck and blows it up with a grenade and they all escape through the sewer. The vehicles destroyed the Dixie Boy truck stop uh, because they are junkies and the patrons all run away. In true movie fashion, everyone leaves while a huge explosion goes off in the background. The antagonist truck hall and the heroes all go to the marina. The heroes then blow up the big truck with a bazooka, escape on a boat, and the movie ends saying that they all survived. The end. I think you hit all the major points. Fantastic, except for movie. one major one, which was the Cold War era USSR <laughs> satellite death at the end. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Uh, so, all right, uh, you did absolutely fantastic there, Dan. I, I appreciate that. That's the that was. I if you had said all that, I wouldn't have actually had to watch this film. Yeah. But I wish I would have heard your summary. But, but wouldn't you have wanted to watch this film? I mean, <laughs> I, I I feel like I feel like I've renewed my love for my country by watching this movie. <laughs> like this is everything that an American boy wants. Guns, <laughs> big trucks, uh, frantic women screaming, baseball. sexually assaulting like baseball. Come on. What else do Americans love? Come on. Uh, Seems I, like uncomfortable sexual assault has been a theme in pretty much every movie we've watched so far. Uh -huh. It definitely has. I, I just, I, I tried to latch onto the plot. Like, like Gabe said, there are so many plot holes. Uh, I, I don't know what was what. I don't know what was where. But it, it was just, it was honestly, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think you did leave out, Dan, that the biggest thing about this movie was it was written and directed by Stephen King, who was coked out of his mind during the entire <laughs> making of this movie and does not remember making it. Huh. And oh. The, the, the thing that's that a took, bit of trivia. The thing that took me out of it the most, that it was not set in Maine. 
as uh-huh. is every book Stephen King has ever written in his life is. Yeah, this and, is like Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah, by the way, so uh, Gabe and I are, are here in North Carolina, actually. And um, Gabe, go ahead and give a let, let him know. Was that a North Carolina accent? So accent wise, it slightly off. I would say it's slightly off. Some of them may be passable, but like the Bible salesman, I don't think that was a North Carolina accent at all. No, that was a Jesus accent. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, the the accents were were barely passable. The the effects the effects honestly they weren't good for the time by any means. They were fantastic though. I I could not stop laughing every single time somebody died. I was dying laughing because they were just I don't they maybe they were so bad that they were like enjoyable or something. I think my favorite death. All right, this is what we're gonna do. Favorite death. My favorite death was probably the boy getting run over by the steamroller. I have a fun bit of trivia about that, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> Apparently, um, Stephen King wanted an actual full-on, like, head exploding when the kid was run over by the steamroller, and they're like, okay, that's actually a bit too much. I mean, yeah, we'd have to go past rated R if you want to explode a child's head. Yeah, I... I... T- I could tell you the Coke was real from that <laughs> statement alone. If I didn't know, then yes, I it that's that was Coke. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Mike, what was your favorite death? Uh, I think the only correct answer would be the soda machine death where the coach is killed by a <laughs> vending machine that spits sodas at him. Damn, that was going to be mine. That was a good one. That was also my favorite. <laughs> that, that was like the best. He just stood there. <laughs> well, also because they, they hit all the, the comedic points. They they hit him in the balls. They hit him in the stomach. They hit him in the face. Like the, it was perfect. <laughs> they mean, crushed his skull. Uh-huh. That's what makes comedy: ball, stomach, face. <laughs> Question: Did those kids die too? The ones that were just on the ground after, like the ones by the coach? Sure. They're yeah, dead. Probably. They're dead. Dead. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dan, what was your favorite death? Okay, my <clears throat> there, there's two answers here. Um, one is the the guy who was sexually assaulting the girl just because it's like, yes, you get to see the Bible salesman, the scummy Bible salesman die. Mm-hmm. The second one is and the better one is um, all the people in the background. There were many people that I watched, like people hanging their heads out the window, mm. uh, the dog with a toy oh, fire truck in its mouth or police car in its mouth. I had so many more questions. I wanted to elaborate on those. I wanted to know what happened there. Like, how did you get your head stuck in the window? What did the toy truck do to you? I, I wanted more answers. That that was that's my biggest gripe with the movie too. I need more. I I needed more. So that that was mine. Yeah. I, 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 those ones I don't think I don't think anything else really stood out to me besides the there's a lot of Walkman scenes, which um, if you don't know what a Walkman is, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, I think, yeah, I think the dog one, everybody was like, ah, well, how weird, how weird. Because there was all four of us were watching it at this point. Uh, and then the dog one showed up and we were like, oh, come on. Like, you didn't. Not dog. <laughs> <laughs> that was so unnecessary. I was very upset. <laughs> I do have a second favorite death would be uh, in the very beginning of the movie. There is a scene where a drawbridge goes up 
and um, probably about 30 people die because yeah. there's cars on the drawbridge and the cars are falling over. And some lady gets killed because a watermelon goes through her windshield yes. and kills her. So that would be my close second. As I forgot about those deaths. Everybody was just like, well, this is it. This is how we go, guys. <laughs> Watermelons to the face. Cars falling through holes. It... No one tried to do anything. No, that, you know, it's my life now. If we if we think about the watermelons and the guy who got out of the car and was slipping on the watermelons for like a straight <laughs> so minute. So good. If we would have put the funny Scooby-Doo sounds, like the running sounds behind. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So uh, it, are we are we good there? Do we want to talk about anything else as far as like what Wait, actually happened? What Chris is. I want to hear what Chris. Oh, yeah, Chris. Is. I'm sorry. Oh, um. I mean, besides the guy with the Coke bottles to the head, which mm. was hilarious. Um, honestly, I was just so happy to the waitress that had to go out for the second time to scream, we made you <laughs> with a bazooka that she just held off to the side. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then she just gets riddled. And then finally, the bazooka fires out off to the side. <laughs> I got a lot of Karen vibes from her. Yes. Oh, Absolutely. I think I'm pretty sure when I watched it, I was just like, finally, fucking Karen. Got it. Oh, we did make the trucks. And the <laughs> soundtrack of this movie by ACDC is Who Made Who is the name of the soundtrack. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what garbage. Um the- that shit you come up with on Coke, everyone. Mm. I, yeah, I was immediately taken out of this movie by Stephen King being the first person you see. And he's, I guess, in an argument with a ATM. <laughs> and because the ATM calls him an asshole. <laughs> and yeah. that's it. It just felt that it was unnecessary to have him be the first person. And there's like he doesn't have any kind of backstory. You don't see him again. He just wanted to put himself in the movie. I think so, the ATM was calling him an asshole for what he said about The Shining. Yes. Yeah, he and, did not like The Shining, but he made this himself. He's like, you know what? The Shining sucked. I'll show them. Maximum overdrive. Go me. Now, Can I say on the flip side, that opening scene is what pulled me right into it. As soon as it said, fuck you, and then oh, it yeah. said, you're an asshole over and over, I was like, well... I'm sold. The building's telling him to go fuck himself. This is. Now, I do. I do want to if we're going to talk about plot for like another second, I do kind of want to figure out what we think happened. So from what I kind of figured out uh, was that there was a comet, right? And it lasts for a very specific, like, 22 hours, 13 minutes. They, they put this in text box at the very beginning. It was eight I, I remember this was eight days and a whole bunch oh, okay. of hours and minutes. And there was a line that stood out to me relating to that, where uh, Emilio Estevez and the woman are in bed together. And she's like, all we have to do is stay alive another seven days. We made it 12 hours. <laughs> Correct. The, the movie referenced itself so hard every single minute. They pretty much might have been like, oh, that was maximum overdrive, huh? Like it was at one point, she literally says maximum overdrive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the movie ends with the text box over top of it with 
everybody who you saw lives and it was great and they survived because the ufo was blown out of the sky due to a soviet satellite that shot them out of orbit and then also the comet passed okay bye i do like that it was all about the comet but then all of a sudden a ufo was involved yep yeah and they they mentioned that that i think emilio was like when in his like fever dream he was like there's a comet and i think you're an alien and they'll come down and they think we're garbage so part of me really wants to kind of understand was stephen king trying to actually say something here was he was he trying to be like an early activist of some sort like I, I just don't get it because there was like heavy handed uh, just messages where he was like, mm, the planet, they all hate it. The aliens. <laughs> I um, I honestly don't think he really made this to be serious. At least that's my hope. <laughs> I think he was all showing us what fossil fuels do. To <laughs> honestly, the trucks. If it was 2006, I would be like, yeah, OK, maybe like a little little activist Stephen King here. But it wasn't. It was 1986 or four or something. Seven. I don't know. Um, all right. Let's go. I, I, I was going to say, um, I, I think just for what Chris was saying, I, I don't think that this movie was supposed to be taken seriously. And I think that's why I enjoyed it so much mm-hmm. is I don't think there was a deeper meaning. I think. Each scene was trying to out goofy the next scene, and that's what just made it enjoyable. It was just like one of those like, okay, I'm just gonna sit down and watch this. This is uh, this is <laughs> happening to me. Okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, I wasn't again. None of these movies that we've gone into, I can't go into any of them with like uh, any sort of uh, preconceived notions because I, I just don't know what I'm gonna get out of them. Some of them are like, you know, maybe they get a good shot here and there, but like realistically, I don't know. I can't. I can't do any of it. Um, does anybody have anything else to say for plot? Uh, I, the only thing I would say is I got a lot of similarities in comparison to another movie. So actually, the source material is from Stephen King, The Mist. Mm. So uh, if, to me, it was Stephen King's done this kind of story a whole lot better. Because The Mist came out in, I think it was 70-something or early 80s, and... Then you have Maximum Overdrive. I'm not sure which one was first, but The Mist was a far better take on it where it's a whole group of people from all different kinds of backgrounds trapped in one location trying to fight whatever is outside because outside's danger and they're safe as long as they stay inside and trying to work together to overcome. Yeah, I I think when you said lots of people, that reminded me of uh, all the plethora of people they introduced to this film. There were so many characters that either A, actually had something to do with the film, which maybe, or B, were just absolute trash characters that just blew out of the water. My favorite, so, absolutely favorite. Exactly. The the dude who showed up in the, in the lime green <laughs> highlighter shirt and was like, the fuck is going on over here? And then the next thing he gets just blown into outer space. Like, it's so good. <laughs> Can can I just point out one scummy Emilio Estevez uh, scene? Just and, one? And then... Just just the one. Okay. And then whatever you guys have to say. So there's there's a scene where um, this will be the third time I've mentioned the scummy um, Bible salesman. Apparently he had a very big impact on my life. Um, <laughs> the, scummy, the scummy Bible salesman, um, the woman that was driving with him in the beginning that he kept touching on, uh, her name's Brett. She 
after the guy dies, she goes into the bathroom to go get changed out of her clothes. And Emilio's like, what are you doing? And she's like on the verge of tears. And she's like, I'm getting undressed out of these clothes. That guy touched me. That dead guy touched me or something. And he like laughs. And I'm like, like acting like she's being silly. And I'm like, dude, she just got like assaulted by this guy. And then her assaulter died in front of her. Like, I think it's a little traumatizing. So I'm going to say that you're taking advantage of her for the whole movie. So... Yeah, because I, I think shortly after that, well, shortly before that and then shortly after that are both scenes of, of him being kind of scummy again. So beforehand, well, I mean, she sort of flirts. I think they blow up a truck or something and she's like, you're cute. And he's like, yeah. huh, you think? And she's like, not that cute. <laughs> and then she gets <laughs> undressed from like that shitty scene. And then they come back later and then they, they're just I think they cut to them in bed, just touching feet. I was like, that was a long time for this camera <laughs> to be focused on their feet. Like, <laughs> like, oh, was, was this co-directed by Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if if that's all the plot we got, um, I, I, I guess we'll just keep going down the, the, the list here. Uh, the cinematography, it was it was shot well. It was fun. It wasn't good, but it was shot well. I, it was serviceable. Yeah, it was fine. I like the explosions. Yeah, they, they, they were good. Yeah. Uh, I think there was one scene. I think it was when uh, the, the boy was on the bike and he was going down the streets when the sprinklers kicked in. Yeah, with the ACDC songs. Yes, yeah. yeah, so with the ACDC songs. I was like, this is the perfect scene. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that was when he was being stalked by an ice cream truck. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I feel like everything that we say just gets goofier and goofier and no one's going to believe us. <laughs> you can have your own fever dream. Yeah. You can just pretty much say whatever you want for this. And I can probably be uh, accurate to most of the other movies we watch. Any sentence of words you want to put together, you could say in. You guys yeah. remember, you guys when, remember the, uh, when... Oh, good. No, no, no. You go first and then I'll say mine. You, you remember when, the, uh, when the, the goblin truck really ate that dude by running into him? Wasn't that great? And then uh, and then Freddie and Jason came out of the back of one and they had a tag team match against uh, Michael Myers and Chucky. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I think that all happened. <laughs> and then uh, then an old lady said, uh, are you trying to have sex with me? And then, uh, you know, the, the guy was like, what? No, and I think that was the miss. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or The Shining. Might have yeah. been The Shining. Mm, something like yeah. that. <laughs> you remember when Thomas Jane killed his whole family and then the army was going to save him 30 seconds later? That was pretty good. <laughs> That's the mist. Do you, do you remember when uh, the the girl goes in the closet and her mom actually suicided, but the whole thing fell on top of her? And Oh, sorry, that was, that was a tale of two sisters. Um. <laughs> Oof, man, we are derailing so hard. Woo! I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm all right. off the rails. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's this movie. Uh, so uh, let's just cinematography is done. Acting. Um, not great. Not bad. It's OK. I mean, I think Emilio Estevez did the absolute best of his ability. He reached that point and I don't think he could have gone any further. Who? What was the woman's name? Uh, oh, what was there? It was Connor and and Connie or something like that. Is that correct? Lisa Simpson, you mean? Yeah, she was fantastic. 
She was the worst character, but only because she was so oh, good at being the worst character. She was so her screams horribly annoying. I was actively hoping that she would have gotten killed by a truck. <laughs> she was so insufferable. She always had some kind of complaint. I just actively hated her. The best scene in the movies when they're dropping her down the hole and she's like, oh, I don't like spiders. And are there <laughs> spiders down there? I think she's screaming getting out of the hole, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there were spiders down there. <laughs> Which the spiders were, were the least of the worries. I, I do love they, they spent so long. Actually, sorry, going back to the, the plot, maybe cinematography. I don't really know what this falls into, but the most believable scene for me was when they were in that sewer state. And they were kind of just like chit-chatting back and forth. I don't know how much of that was like written versus them improving, but it was fantastic because they were just like, guy was like, man, you, um, how's that water taste? And he was like, terrible. And it was like actually good acting. It was actually really good. I think that actually happened. They actually had like, you know, shit water in there to really make it like a sewer. So I think like he just accidentally got that in his mouth. Method actors, you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so method. I, I don't I think Emilio has ever else. been this method. <laughs> um, uh, we will, I, I guess, just go ahead. Wait, real, real quick for um, cinematography. Uh, Mike, Mike made the comparison to The Mist. Another movie that I got really similar vibes to and... I said this like multiple times throughout the movie was Tremors. I, mm, I got like heavy vibes tremors. of Tremors throughout this whole thing. Mm. I don't unless yeah, the th- Evan Bacon oh. widely featured, nothing will hold the candle to Tremors. Okay, but um real quick, uh on the spot, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, uh how do you get to Kevin Bacon from Emilio? Mm. I don't know. That's a tough one. You're gonna all right. All right. You, you, you think about it and give me an answer. <laughs> and, we'll, and then, you know, we'll move on to the really important uh, sound design and music score. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, so this movie was 100 percent literally soundtrack by ACDC. I do not know how they paid ACDC any. Surma- that was where all the budget went to. I mean, actually, that and the budget years. went to explosions. Yeah, the the explosion. I did make the comment at some point of they. I think it was when the bulldozer was running over one of the cars. I, I was like, I think at this point, Stephen King was like, wait, wait, how much money we got? How many more cars could be crushed? Yeah, OK, just fucking do it. <laughs> I, I, I do want to answer how much money did they have? Do you yes, wonder how much money they had? Go for it. Uh, the budget of this movie was $10 million, which equals out to about $23 million to today's standards. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's a pretty... I think that's a pretty big budget. Like if you look at um, some of the other movies that came out in 1986, um, I'm struggling to come up with it because my Internet's a little bit slow right here. They did blow up a lot of trucks. I'll get the movies to you. Keep keep talking. I'll get the movies. On the uh, soundtrack by ACDC was handpicked by Stephen King himself. So I assume that's how they got all those. But that's the thing is like. Was this none of that? None of those songs were specifically made for this movie, so it was just them awkwardly placed. They were awkwardly placed, yeah. Like, there was a time when something was happening, and I was like, This is usually where the, the creepy violins would pop in and do their screeching, but instead, you just get like a a mediocre guitar, and it's like, So, so maybe, maybe I'm biased, but I'm a big metal fan, and you could pretty much put ACDC to back any scene of any movie. And it makes it that much better. 
But there was no highway to hell in this movie. Fair. The one song that perfectly fits this movie. No, we're not going to have. We're going to have you shook me all night long. We're not. Gonna I have was looking for that song the whole movie. I was like, where is this? Um, to to answer the other horror movies that this had to compete with the same year, uh, we have Aliens, the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Little Shop of Horror. Hmm. We have The Fly. Um, and, th- and then we jump down to the amazing Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Friday the 13th, part six, uh, Jason Lives, and <laughs> Troll. So, uh, oh, and Poltergeist 2. So, so good company for this movie. What a year. Yeah. How, do, how does Jason get upwards of 10 movies, but there's one maximum overdrive? Could you imagine if <laughs> maximum overdrive number nine coming out this June? No. I would go watch it. <laughs> I, I, I would, would absolutely I go would, watch it. I would not watch it. So it I would think be like... Con- I think the consensus here is me and Kyle did not like this movie. I Dan and Chris love this movie. So, like, I will... I guess we'll move on to... Um, let's just get spoopiness, and then we'll go with overall, and we'll talk about how we really felt about it. Uh, Dan, you usually have some sort of scale for spoopiness. What's our scale this week? Okay, so... Um, my question to you, I have to ask you guys a question before I give you the scale. Um, do you know how many ACDC songs? In this movie? or No, no, in general. I would Jesus. say at least 80. All right, let me give you the number. It's 175. So from 0 to 175, what rating would you give them? <laughs> for spoopiness? For spoopy. For spoopy. One intro to a song it was not spoopy at all you wouldn't even give it big balls like (laughs) i would would not give it big balls it was not spoopy at all i will give it just the first bell sound of hell's bells but that's it no other context i question (laughs) i i would give it a hmm what's the antithesis to acdc I think that's uh, Boston. Oh, then yeah, I'll, I'll give it um, more I'll than give a it, feeling. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. More than a feel. Yeah, sure. That's that's a good song. I'll give it that. Um, it it can have the full soundtrack for me. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Spoopy. No, 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 not not good. It's spoopy. It's spoopy. Oh, scary. Yeah. Um. It can have the whole soundtrack for me. You know, when I go on the highway now. <laughs> it's, no, it's um, it'll it, it can get the um, back in black. Just the first note, the done. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, that seems fair. Uh, I we can go into overall. Dan, tell us your love and then we will berate you for the next. Um, how much time is left? Yeah, Another 15 minutes or so. So go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, it can have the full uh, soundtrack for me. <laughs> uh, no, I, I genuinely, I, I thought that this was an amazing movie. Um, uh, again, I don't think it's a movie that you go into looking for a serious horror movie, of course. I think it's one of those movies that you get a bunch of friends, you sit down on the couch, you go, hey, let's watch one of these stupid movies, Mystery Science Theater 3000 style, and let's just laugh our asses off at it. Let's go get some beers or do whatever 
and just like chill and watch this because it's going to be hilarious. I, I think it's one of those memorable movies that you can create memories with rather than it creating memories for you. Um, I, I think that, as I said earlier, each scene out sillies the last. And that's what you want from a movie like this. The soundtrack's amazing. Uh, it has great cinematography, in my opinion, with explosions, sound effects. Uh, camera shots are good. Uh, acting is subpar, which is exactly what you want. And the story is god awful, which is exactly what you want. So I think that this hits all the marks for me for the type of movie that I'm trying to look for with a bad horror movie. I yeah. think you might have gotten into uh, Stephen King's when you watch this movie <laughs> also Stephen King we are looking for sponsors so if you want to talk about <laughs> show, um, I love you it this was yeah I I you know I I agree with you in all those places I wasn't looking for anything and what I got was actually being able to watch one of these movies with my girlfriend because even she was like this is garbage and I was like yes <laughs> and it's not disgusting garbage it's not pop-up garbage it is just not good but in all the good ways so that's that's awesome i appreciated that um I, like you said the the actual shots were well framed. it's a stephen king movie it, they're well framed it's just like you have to question what the hell is going on at all times because it's just like the plot was so thin and so holy that like i don't know man like you couldn't use it for anything it was but it but that's not what you're looking for you're looking for you're getting exactly what apparently 23 million dollars will get you which is a, a time with your friends <laughs> think of how many deathbeds could have been made with that 20 fuck right <laughs> you could have made about a dozen deathbeds all right don't don't tell eric okay you could have had a death <laughs> hotel with every room having a deathbed and you could have made a whole series of deathbed movies and I'd be on board with that. Deathbed 2, Death Hotel. Uh-huh. But I say that as basically having the same mindset as Dan. Like, I'm not saying that I, I just was so in love with this movie, but I was entertained throughout the entire thing because just like what Dan said, I wasn't expecting anything scary. I wasn't expecting top-notch acting, although Emilio was expecting a lot from you. Kind of dropped the ball. <laughs> but it was it was everything I expected in a just I don't even say B-rated horror movie. I'm gonna go with like I'm gonna go with Q. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. It was just nonsense after nonsense. And I loved every moment of it. I mean, I could see where you're coming from, too. I knew going into it what it was going to be. It was just going to be silly movie with killer trucks. But to me, it just wasn't enough because the trucks, they just circle the yeah, truck stop for almost the entire movie. They don't do much. Why they wouldn't have just driven into the rest stop at any point in the movie and... Except the end, it wasn't a problem. The I whole said that so many times. <laughs> I was like, why didn't they ever just drive through it? I'm not trying to defend the point. Oh, it doesn't make sense. Of course, it doesn't make sense. It's a movie about killer trucks. <laughs> it, it, just, it just wasn't enough to keep me interested because they like, oh, trucks blowing up. They circle around. Oh, blow another one up. And uh, 
if I want to watch Emilio Estevez, there's only one movie I want to watch him in, and that is uh, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> what was the one that was uh, Mystery Science 3000 had one? Uh, I think he was a, a werewolf or something like that. It wasn't Teen Wolf. It was just another werewolf film where he was... An American werewolf in London? Uh, maybe. I don't know. That was garbage, too. Anyway, Gabe, what, what's your thought on this? It's uh, I would expect to see this movie in like the Sci-Fi Channel at some point. Um, yeah, it's I had no idea what to expect from this. You said like, hey, it's a movie, <laughs> so I went to it. I was like, okay, number of plot holes, but like it's it's definitely like a chill movie of where you go in with not too many expectations, but like it's a fun movie, but not one where I would be excited for going into. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I don't even know what this movie was called. Like some of the movies that we've watched have been like cult favorites, but this one, I, I, I don't think I've heard of that. I don't think I've heard like, oh, this is the best thing. Is this Stephen King's best film? Because it's funny. And it's like it's just. I think it just got glossed over because of the coke. Yeah, that's I usually mean, what the coke does. <laughs> yeah, usually, yeah. Uh, there was a couple lines that I. That enjoyed the movie, like when they call the truck a fuck face. I like wait, wait, can we all go down in a line and I say like what our favorite lot. lines are? Uh, yeah, good. I'm going to probably stick with getting calling the truck a fuck face. Uh, I, I like the Simpsons shout out where she just says, eat my shorts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what was mine? I... Uh, I think it, yeah, it has to be, but we made you. Yeah, that's a good one, too. That was, that was going to be my mind between the eat my shorts and we made you. I think more so her first, her, her just sudden realization of we made them. (laughs) (laughs) And then proceeds to yell, we made you. Chris, you just added a new layer for me. Like, <laughs> like she's just sitting there like, wait a second. We made them. I, I better go tell them. <laughs> I gotta let them know. Gabe, you got a good line you remember? I can't remember the line, but my favorite scene was when she was, I thought, I thought she was going to like cry. She had her head down for a second, but then she was like, I'm scared. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, I was like, what? I was expecting more from that scene. But yeah, like, but that was the scene right after she got changed into her new clothes, I think. And when he laughed at her and she was just like, she's like, ha ha, but I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't she just walk out of the bathroom and just go, OK, and then they cut the scene away and nothing yeah. ever happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was a pretty well executed. It was just suddenly just a drop of. I'm so scared. And then he was like, would it be okay if I put my arm around you? Would you slash me or would you stab me? And she's like, well, you don't really stab with a, uh, with a switchblade. But yeah, it's okay. She made, like, <laughs> no, she made the sound effects. She made the sound effects after. Yeah, she's more of a swish or something like that. I was like, oh my God. You know, she just was like, I wouldn't stab you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> no, you just... I, I, I said I wouldn't stab you. Yeah, you don't right. Stab and also, I thought that might have come in use at some point, going back to plot holes here, but because they were like, check out this sweet switchblade. And I was like, nice. <laughs> She's going to like pop a tire or something. Nope, that's it. Done. Okay. 
No, it was used to cut the seatbelt once. Oh, yes. That's what it was used for. Yes. That's it. That was it. Yes, it had belt. a purpose. All right. See? He, he closes all those potholes, guys. He just patches <laughs> them up with, with plaster and, and wood. He's good to go. I wouldn't even say it. That's not even plaster. <laughs> I mean, if, if we're talking plot holes, why not just let all the trucks run out of gas? They, then they can't they can't attack you if they don't have any gas. They can't. They held you hostage so with a gun, that machine gun, that, with that one gun car. That thing only has so many bullets. Once it's out of bullets, <laughs> it does nothing. <laughs> it also only had one angle. You could have just got on the ground and crawled to it and just like turned it off. Correct. I mean, I don't want to pick this movie apart with plot holes, but... While uh, we're digging. (laughs) (laughs) How come the boot didn't didn't turn on them? That was what I thought. Yeah, I I was thinking that exactly too. It's like, it has a motor. I literally see the motor on it. They're like, like, that's a machine too. (laughs) Also, the the scene is going... I mean, I'm sorry, but we have to keep going back to random shit. But like... At that point in the scene, the, the camera looks over and he goes, that's the one I'm looking for. And I'm like, there is so many things in this scene. What are you looking at? The camera shot was so bad. It was just this is the marina. OK, but which one are you looking at? Because he was like, that's the one. There's 53 boats. There's 100 trees. There's a truck in the distance. Which one? You know, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was my worst scene. But yeah, I, the whole how did the trucks communicate? I want to know that. That's like, they called from, like, towns o- over. Like, they showed that they do Morse code or whatever, but they called from, like, towns over somehow. Yeah. I assume there were remote control. Like, they could just see, like, hey, we got 20 trucks here. Let's go make them fuel up here. But also the, the electricity in all the buildings. Also, apparently the buildings talk yeah. to the trucks, too. Yeah. And, but the, but the and, building didn't tell the trucks that they were escaping through the sewer? Like, what What was yeah. that? Like. And, and the also jukeboxes like, and, yeah. and the arcade machine. And here's, here's my other thing, too. I didn't it would seem inconsistent where if the trucks could like see or hear because the trucks seem to like chase people down and run them over. But at the same time, I, they couldn't you couldn't tell if they could communicate with each other. It just there was no consistency. And then the, they're having the conversation. Emilio Estevez and the other guy in front of the gun thing. Yeah. He's like, when I say run, you run. Yeah. And then he dropped the grenade. It's like, if this thing could hear, like it could hear before, it would have heard you and shot you. But no, it just lets you drop a grenade. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. It could do Morse code, but apparently it could not tell actual conversation. <laughs> it had just heard them. He had just talked to it. Yes. With like one decibel louder, like, we're not doing anything. Okay. No, when I say run, you run. Yeah. It was like the Homer Simpson whisper voice. I, I will worry, definitely. Everything's fine. Okay, so we're going to drop this and then run. I will say going back to the, the sound, there were, I think, like a couple scenes, including that one, where the, the sound just didn't make any sense and they didn't boost it or they didn't lower it. Like the scene when he's having his like actual fever dream, he's like, oh, the aliens, meh. I was like, I can't hear. I, uh, what? Excuse me? Excuse me? I'm sorry. Uh, and then what was the other? There was another one earlier on that, like, I think there was like a little bit of noise in our background when we were watching it. And I was like, I can't hear it. I was like, all I hear is ACDC just blasting, <laughs> but they're talking. So, uh, yeah, that's I think that's maximum overdrive. What do you guys think? 
That that is maximum overdrive. That was maximum overdrive. And you know what? I think that this podcast episode, I I think it really emphasizes the nature of maximum overdrive because we were all over the place just as this movie with this all over the place. You know, I I agree with you. And at the very least, uh, if you listen to our previous one about body melt, they did close the loop on most of the the scenes and the plots and the storylines they had. They were all over the place. They didn't quote. They didn't like collide at all but at least this one was just kind of like i'll just let that one go plot hole plot hole (laughs) body melt you were promised three phases and you got phase one which was hallucinization (laughs) phase two glandular and phase three (laughs) 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 you you promised three phases you get three phases this movie uh i didn't get my third phase this one didn't even get into third gear no (laughs) It stalled going uphill and just kept going down. It was just mm. absolute garbage. But yeah, I think it's maximum overdrive. Um, I actually, uh, what's next on our list, guys? Uh, I don't. I don't know what's next on our list. We're gonna stick to sure. the uh, the silly movies. I would. I just want to watch Velocipaster. <laughs> <laughs> I want to um, watch that. I do feel eventually we need to throw in a actually good movie not good just because like oh it was funny because how hard they tried like i think we need to do something actually good okay well in that vein i think somebody told us if we wanted if we decided that we wanted to stick to some um some korean films uh cinderella or red shoes i feel like red shoes is gonna sound fun so we can go red shoes i like shoes okay yeah that one's gonna be a somebody has suggested that i can't remember they suggested it twice um so I, I really honestly can't recall. But yeah, I think Red Shoes will be our next film. Um, and so if you want to watch that and we'll be back in, in some amount of time when we release this. And um, if it's not our next film, then get over it. Yeah. Do what we want here. This is our show. We do what we want. Maybe it'll be Mosquito. I don't even know what that's about. Maybe it'll be Red Shoes. Who knows? Um, Maybe we'll just watch a Disney movie and we'll just say it was a horror movie. <laughs> Maybe we'll watch Anastasia. Who knows? Oh, hey, hey, we can watch some Fantasia. Yeah, Fantasia or Anastasia? I said Anastasia. Okay. Oh, I, I, potato. Okay, all right. Maybe we'll watch both at the same time. Yeah. I heard if you if you start one and play it backwards and then start the other one at the beginning, they meet up in the middle. Mm Hmm. I heard that too. And they know they can't tell us what to do. We made them. (laughs) <laughs> Tell them computers. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so thanks for sticking around. We'd also like to thank Connor McLeod for our art design. You can find him at CM Designs with two Z's at the end. Uh, and our intro and outro music is by Andrew Cavanaugh. You can find him at andrewcavanaugh.bandcamp.com. That's uh, K A V A N A G H for Cavanaugh. You can also find all these links in the description of the episode and the description of the podcast. Uh, Chris, you got something to say? Thanks for stopping by and having a horrible time. <laughs>